Welcome to today's edition of Beat to the Fire, where we're always challenging the status quo. For more cutting-edge commentary, go to feettothefire.org. That is feet, the number two, thefire.org. And now your host. Good morning. You know, it's getting to the point where I'm probably better off just reading my threads on Truth Social and following the posts of Carrie Lake and Donald Trump and giving you that as your news cycle. Because, first of all, everything else is irrelevant until we get these elections fixed. Second of all, you know, Bongino Report's great and, and all the conservative sites. But the point I'm trying to make is Carrie Lake and Donald Trump are an example of those people who are giving the raw assessment of what's going on. And that's what we need to hear. So let me give you a for instance. Carrie Lake, 16 hours ago, truthed this out. And I guess it was from uh, the Steve Bannon show. It's being reported by the Gateway Pundit. Quote, we need to nail down every elected Republican and ask them where they stand on the 2022 election. Carrie Lake calls out Republicans and throws down the gauntlet. That's exactly right. That, that's my point that I've been making on this internal war, so-called in the Republican Party. It's really not a war because the never-Trumper establishment side of Republicanism, although they have a lot of the power and notoriety and they have the voice in the media, you can fit them in a thimble compared to the size of the country class flyover red MAGA America that supports Donald Trump and everything Donald Trump and Carrie Lake stand for. We're clearly the, the majority by immeasurable amounts. But the fact that she is willing to go on the line and say this, and I've been saying it, if you're going to claim to be a Republican and you're worth your weight in politics and in this cultural and political war in which we are entrenched, you have got to go on record, not just on the 2022 election, but on the 2020 election. And again, that's my point with so many of these guys. Love Ron DeSantis, okay? This isn't an anti-Ron DeSantis show. But where's Ron DeSantis on any of this? saying that our elections are rigged and they're being stolen year after year, every two years and more. Donald Trump posted this on Truth from American Thinker. The article is called A Call to the Good People of MAGA to Denounced, Denounce the Left's Anti-Trump Agenda. Trump's being vilified as a white supremacist, anti-Semite, and all this other nonsense for a couple of weeks now because of that ridiculous dinner and the narrative they spun out of that. We need to denounce all this and stand by not only our candidate Trump, but more than Trump, the platform, the MAGA platform. Carrie Lake also posted this. This is outrageous. Look at this. Reported by the Gateway Pundit. Runbeck, who is one of the companies, I believe, that ran the elections in Arizona or printed the ballots. There's a whistleblower with the company. Runbeck whistleblower reveals 
that the chain of custody for over 298,942 Maricopa County ballots delivered to Runbeck on election day did not exist. What chain of custody means is it's always under legal watchful scrutiny and watchful eye. It goes from the voter to the ballot office to the county clerk to the election supervisor. I'm, I'm just making things up, but I'm saying you follow the idea of the chain of custody. The ballot is always legally being watched and handed over. And it's saying almost 300K, 300,000 Maricopa County ballots delivered to the election agency on election day did not exist. Employees were allowed to add family members' ballots without any documentation. This is insane. This is corruption. This is the reality of what's going on. And I, I, Musk is hilarious. I'm going to get to that in a second. But let's not just get distracted by the Musk thing and the Twitter thing when this is the real story going on, the destruction of our elections and the fight of real authentic people like Carrie Lake, Donald Trump, and others, Josh Hawley, Senator. I think even Ted Cruz has been relatively clear on the fraud in the elections. These are the people really fighting the actual fight we need to be fighting. And by the way, on that chain of custody thing, I told you months ago, even when I ran in the primary, a ballot is only a ballot when it's a legal document under scrutiny. It's a property right, and it has to be held under the possession of the voter and then delivered over to the election board. And if at any point it is an unsupervised ballot or the chain of custody is lost, it is no longer a legal ballot because it was not monitored. And it's property quality, it's, it's quality of being a property right, a possession is expunged, abolished, eradicated, and the ballot is null and void if it's dropped in a Dropbox or mailed through the mail. It's no longer being supervised. You get my point. And 300,000 plus ballots had no chain of custody in Arizona. Incredible. All right. Elon Musk, not to spend too much time on this, but from the political insider, this is entertaining to say the least. You've probably heard this, but Tesla CEO Elon Musk tweeted out a meme of Fauci the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases director. So Anthony Fauci and President Biden with the caption, just one more lockdown, my king. And it's a picture from Lord of the Rings with Wormtongue, the evil, wicked, deceptive snake tongue advisor to the hallucinating, insane king who was under a spell losing his mind in Lord of the Rings. He gets older and more delirious and dumbfounded and... Uh, glassy-eyed as the trilogy progresses through the movies. This king is just delirious and losing his mind, and the only reason he makes decisions is because Wormtongue is whispering in his ear. And so the face of Fauci is transposed over Wormtongue, and Biden's face is over the king, looking all sleepy-eyed and, and, and delusional. And the caption says, just one more lockdown, my king. Because that's what Fauci was, Wormtongue whispering in the ear of Biden the deranged king, to get him to shut down our country. And then it was what Elon Musk tweeted next that sent everybody into a collective uproar. Musk wrote, my pronouns are prosecute Fauci. 
prosecute slash Fauci. Yes, a shot at Fauci across the bow and a shot at transgenderism. And uh, somebody told me that, you know, another person got upset and replied, pronouns are not a joke or they're not a laughing matter. To which I respond, yes, they are. If you decide to use them to signal something other than your biological identity, then it's hilarious and should be made fun of. Well done, Musk. Okay, I said this yesterday and I'm going to finish it up um, or actually explain the story. PJ Media, Mitt Romney comes out in favor of a carbon tax. So again, we're being told by the establishment, yeah, yeah, it's the Mitt Romneys and the John McCains who are the real winners in republicanism and conservatism, if you can call it that. The George W. Bushes, who bloated the government more than anybody else before him. And I supported Bush for both terms. And he was certainly better than Romney and McCain. But these are all the establishment types. You remember McCain? Basically on his deathbed, not that I want the guy to be sick or to die, and it's tragic whenever that happens to anyone, including a senator. But on his deathbed, he cast, the, the Republican, cast the deciding vote in favor of Obamacare, or rather, no, no, rewind, reset, let me do that again. That was, that was uh, when Obama barely kept control of the Senate in 2010. Apologies. John McCain, I think, cast the deciding vote to stop Trump's repeal of Obamacare before he died. That was it. So because John McCain had a vendetta with Donald Trump, because John McCain was a washed up establishment rhino Republican has been who couldn't win or fight his way out of a paper bag in elected office and was useless against Obama. Classic milk toast Republican, good for nothing in politics. He had a vendetta because Trump swept the Republican Party and won in 2016. We're about to repeal Obamacare and the Senate was split and John McCain, uh, I think remotely because he was sick, votes cast the deciding vote to stop the repeal of Obamacare. Thank you very much, John McCain. This is what the establishment Republicans give us. And now this from Mitt Romney, pro-carbon tax, and we're supposed to accept this narrative. Oh yeah, this is what everybody wants. Nope, nobody, everybody's sick of MAGA. Give me a break. Mitt Romney comes out in favor of another leftist boondoggle. Now that Kristen Cinema has become an independent, which that's no big accomplishment, by the way. Don't be duped by that. Oh, she's a free thinker and she's becoming more conservative. No, she's not. She's doing what's politically expedient for herself in Arizona. Because it's clue, not a wild leftist Democrat state, even though they want you to think that with the elections. And she's still a card-carrying, crazy liberal, extremist, Democrat, leftist. That's all she is. This is a political game for her. But it is time for Mitt Romney to finally come out of the closet, not as non-binary, although at this point, why not? I mean, as a Democrat. Or at the very least, it is time for the official unveiling of the uni party with Romney as its head. That's right. These rhinos are head of the uni uniparty elite establishment. Then they can all struggle to uphold the status quo until it's time to give them a gold watch and cart them off to the villages or the Hamptons. Republicans in Utah have been complaining about Romney almost since the day he won his primary for his Senate seat. He is nominally Latter-day Saint, ran the 2002 Olympics, and then had a failed bid for the presidency, which I guess qualifies him as a celebrity. Sorry, I don't know the author of this article. On Thursday, Romney participated in a Washington Post webinar about climate change, according to the Washington Examiner. What is with these politicians, especially Republicans, 
who are obsessed with running to the microphone and affirming climate change. It is so effeminate and weaselly and wussy and shameful. I'll use those words. It's pathetic. During the webinar, Romney expressed his support for a carbon tax. Such a tax, he maintained, would help get private industry off of the proverbial dime and develop new technology. He told those intents. So his idea is, yeah, let's punish the producers, punish fossil fuel, and punish ultimately the consumers by slapping a tax on carbon, which is going to then get passed on to the consumer, the everyday average American citizen, to try and stop companies from producing fossil fuels and force them into alternative energy forms, which, by the way, have been shown not to be successful. Number two, fossil fuels are the engine of capitalism and freedom and wealth creation and productivity and the uplifting of the lifestyle, the lived experience of humans the world over, all around the world. Fossil fuels uplift people's standard of living everywhere. And carbon taxes arbitrarily punish its market control. So more punitive taxes on companies that produce or use fossil fuels to try and manipulate the market and the economy through government tinkering, which is the complete opposite of the philosophy of Western economics, which is essentially laissez-faire, hands-off, free market economics, Adam Smith, the wealth of nations, John Locke. So here's what insightful Mitt Romney says. And the number one thing, and frankly, the only thing that had a major impact was having a price on carbon. The carbon tax either through a whole series of mechanisms, but a carbon tax or some kind of price on carbon with border adjustment taxes. That's the only thing that has had a significant impact. All that was gibberish and nonsense to say, punish the producers and the citizens for using fossil fuels. I would note that a price on carbon is a way of not just raising money for the government. That's not the purpose of it. Oh, right. The price, the reason for putting a price on carbon is to create a massive incentive for the private sector to innovate and to create innovations, which will be low emitting and low cost and therefore will be adopted not just here, but adopted voluntary, voluntarily in India and Brazil and China. Right, because that's how we invented the light bulb, Thomas Edison and discovered electricity, and the Wright brothers invented airplanes, and Henry Ford, the car, the automobile, and the assembly line, and interchangeable parts. Cotton gin, Eli Whitney, right? That's right. John Browning, the 1911 semi-automatic pistol used by the military for about 80 years. Very excited about that gun. A legacy firearm. And how he got to the moon. All of those great achievements were accomplished because the government punished people and taxed them into producing some sort of innovative advancement. Right. This is completely contradictory to Western philosophy and experience and liberty. And yeah, it's going to be adopted in India, Brazil, and China. Give me a break. These are the China and India, some of the world's biggest polluters that do whatever they want under the strong arm of the government. That's what we have to do, Romney says. That's what we have to do, things that get accepted globally. Yeah, yeah, because China and India are waiting with bated breath to find out what we do to save the environment. 
Romney lamented the fact that Democrats failed to impose a carbon tax when they controlled the White House, Senate, and Congress. So he's crying over the fact that Democrats couldn't push through a draconian tax on production when they controlled everything. Romney, why don't you just go be a Democrat? Because you are. Let justice roll down like waters, America, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Don't believe the hype out there. The only ones really fighting the fight are the actual, authentic MAGA conservatives. Everybody else is playing tinker toys with the Democrats. And they're getting the runaround.